There is one intelligence, one infinite, vast intelligence who creates the cosmos and all of the beings within the universe who appear and disappear. It's a fractal dream field. And so the mind of God produces the universe and the universe becomes filled with beings and each of those beings at a microcosmic level has the same creative capacities uh, so that uh, humans can manifest their own creativity. But the level of that creativity has uh, gone down as we have uh, lost our, our sense of being pure spirit and then lost uh, below that we became uh, under the influence of the belief that we are souls and then we began to identify just as matter and then the final ideological fall in the end of Kali Yuga uh, most of the uh, human beings became atheists and materialists and body identified, even if they are believers in religious uh, constructs, but body identified and identified with a particular character, which is one tiny <clears throat> fragment of our infinite consciousness. And so we have lost the fullness of our power of creation. And the only way to get that back is to disidentify from the part object that is the ego mind and realize our true nature as the whole. But so long as one is identified only with a part, then one will be ruled by fear. And one will be ruled <clears throat> by that samsaric state of mind in which you think your security comes from clinging to other people, to pets, to money, to comfort zones of various kinds, biological families, and uh, even uh, armies, and, uh, and uh, ideological groupings, and, uh, and that sort of thing. Whereas the only real security is the return to the rapturous realization of our deathless self. <clears throat> and the deathless self is the one self. It's not the soul level. You see, we have to go through three deaths. And uh, especially now, because it, it, during the earlier part of Kali Yuga and the previous Yugas, we would only go through two at best. But... Uh, the body will die without whether you want it to or not. It has a limited shelf life. But very often, the ego does not die before the body dies. And then the ego has to go through uh, the meat grinder of a bardo state uh, to get its uh, sanskaras uh, separated out from its imaginary form and uh, attachment to the name and to the situation that it was in while alive, so it won't be a poltergeist or, uh, or have some other earthbound uh, 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 time in, in uh, a hell realm. So it has to go through that because there has to be death of the ego. 
<clears throat> so yogis want to go through the death of the ego before the death of the body. So then there is no need to go through a bardo uh, deviation uh, and therefore a rebirth because the sanskaras will still need to be uh, finally uh, uh, fulfilled or dissolved by conscious uh, renunciation and, uh, and surrender to God. And then we have to go through the third death, which is the death of the soul. The soul itself has to be done with its journey through time uh, in order to express uh, its creative functions to the full and must uh, at, at a certain point be uh, ready, willing, and, uh, and, and fully able and uh, uh, yearning to dissolve back into the source of, uh, of the soul's being. And this is that moment when all souls will be drawn back, but those who voluntarily do this retain a continuity of consciousness that will enable the serving of the soul in the angelic realm. And it's by serving as angels that the highest kind of good karma is uh, uh, attained that then produces a, uh, a very high level of uh, participation in the following cycle or graduation from the cycle. So this is the, the time when we are determining our destiny and it requires going through these three deaths and doing it with grace, not with fear, and not with trepidation, not with uh, any sense of identification with what is dying, but only with what is deathless. And what is deathless is pure awareness. And in order to go through ego death, we must stay in that state of pure awareness, pure presence. Presence that is not identified with the thoughts of the ego. And even if one doesn't yet have the power to stop those thoughts because of one's total uh, absorption in God, via one's love of God, one's adoration, one's uh, yearning for union, which will end the thought processing, except for those thoughts that are given by God to be transmitted uh, into the dream field. Uh, even, even before then, if one disidentifies from the thoughts, and from the character as the thinker of those thoughts, then uh, one is no longer uh, disturbed by the character's uh, habits, idiosyncrasies, attitudes, uh, attachments, whatever. And it, it, by not being disturbed by it or interested and invested in it, they will gradually weaken. And, uh, and because you're not breathing life into them, you're not ratifying them, uh, the character will uh, gradually receive 
the Shakti that enables uh, a complete transformation of the character to reflect the state of pure presence, which is God consciousness, that will then uh, uh, turn the, the vehicle into uh, a servant of God, into a, uh, a reflection that is able to function uh, flawlessly, impeccably, uh, as an instrument of love and of wisdom and of, uh, of uh, contentment. So the more we disidentify from all attitudes, from all emotional reactions, uh, from all behavior patterns, from all of the ego's drives and its conflicts and its, uh, it, its suffering of, uh, of the agony of not being adored and not having the power at once and not having all of the other uh, things and, uh, and connections that it believes will bring it peace of mind or uh, some kind of uh, safety and security. Uh, because those needs can uh, not be met on the phenomenal plane. <clears throat> the only way to be free of the suffering is through that disinvestment and realization that you are not and never were that character. You are the intelligence that created that character as one of many in the play. The play is from the mind of God. The play has much more reality than any character in it, but the play itself is simply a reflection of the wisdom of God that becomes manifest through the unfoldment of karma that brings one gradually to a state of maturation and uh, acceptance in which through not fighting against uh, the reabsorption in God, the, the wisdom and the clarity that all of this is already perfect comes to one. And it's the moment that that insight in, into the perfection of all that is, the moment that happens, one is totally disinterested in the, uh, the unfoldment of one's a character, one's ego form in the, this theodrama. It will no longer matter to one. It's not a question of, oh, I have to transform the ego, I have to make it more virtuous, I have to, no. Uh, that's, everything happens only through the will of God, not through the will of the soul, or, and certainly not through the illusion of free will of the ego. Nothing can happen through the intermediary vehicles. Whatever does happen is ordained by the one intelligence, whether your character knows it or not. It's not being done by the character. And as soon as you know you are not the character, then it becomes irrelevant how the character actually uh, behaves and, and lives not irrelevant in a nihilistic sense, but irrelevant in the sense that it's all being taken care of by God. 
and that total trust and that total realization that you are only presence, not an agent who is, uh, is here to make things better, <clears throat> but you are an agent of the one who alone can make things better and whose function now is to terminate a process that uh, has uh, already become uh, too degraded and, uh, and perverted to uh, be allowed to continue. <clears throat> so that suffering will end through the will of that uh, perfect being whom you are. And the more that you are clear that that is who you are, not the character, nor the soul who dreamed that particular character, but the dreamer of the entire dream, once you realize that each of us can only be a manifestation of that one self because that one self is the only real self, the only real self. And if you are in that resonance, you are indeed one with that being and deathless and timeless and uh, fearless and, uh, and in the blissful adoration of your creation. And the creation and the creator are one. And it's in this state of non-duality <clears throat> where the perfection is recognized, nothing needs to be done, nothing needs to be changed, nothing needs uh, to be improved. It's that recognition of perfection that allows the final letting go and the total trust in uh, the one self who is uh, doing everything, the only one who actually does anything. <clears throat> and the more one resonates with that oneself and, and with love, the more one's character reflects that self's uh, will. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste.